And joining us now, he is the CEO of Columbia Grain International, Jeff Van Pevenage is with us. Jeff, great to catch up with you again, sir. How are you? I'm good, Jesse. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for the time. We have a, a few different things to talk about here on the show today. And uh, just to start, I know that Columbia Grain, you guys have been acquiring quite a few facilities across the northern plains here in recent months. And a new one you've acquired is the uh, Grafton, North Dakota Farmers Co-op Grain Company. And I know, uh, you know, in North Dakota, for growers in that area, uh, this has got to open up a, a lot of opportunities uh, now that you guys have acquired that facility. Can you talk about that acquisition a little bit? Yeah, Jesse, uh, you know, the Grafton farmers came to us and they were looking to uh, find a new owner to support the business and keep it going strong. And we looked at it and it, it really fit into some of the things we're doing. It's the rail line is connected into our Crystal North Dakota facility, so we can utilize that with our own rail cars that we own already to transfer grain from there into Crystal and load shuttles of soybeans, for instance, and and utilize uh, the space for our wheat uh, business into flour mills and different parts of that. We also look at it, we're a very diverse company handling yellow peas, dry beans, canolas, flaxes, and we liked the way the space was set up that would allow us to provide those kind of marketing options for farmers in that area. So I know we've already been uh, dumping and buying a fair number of pinto beans there. We've managed to buy canola there. We're buying yellow peas there. So really we look to say that we bring a lot more options to farmers in that area for markets. And our, our villa agronomy business is right down the road from there. So again, another option for farmers to look at in their inputs. And we've, we've got our people from both our Villa and Crystal that are really working together as well as Minto working together to uh, help push that facility, operate it, provide farmers with great information and options for marketing their grain. A lot of synergies for you guys across the Northern Plains there, Jeff. Let's talk a little bit about, I know you mentioned we got some soybean harvest uh, going on. We were talking about that uh, here off the air. We also, on top of soybean harvest, you know, talking pulse crops, et cetera. What, what are your thoughts on, on how things are looking across uh, much of the uh, Northern Plains states here as we work through this fall harvest? You bet. Um, you know, early on, soybean harvest looks really promising in North Dakota. Uh, we're already having guys that are uh, expressing that they need to sell more because they didn't sell enough versus what their yields are coming at. Looks like we've got a great open window for of weather here over the next two weeks. I think we will see a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff cut. I, I wouldn't be surprised in two weeks we're 80 percent done with soybean harvest out in North Dakota. We've even got some guys that are wanting to look at um, and cutting some corn as well. So we're not far off from corn harvest. I think the weather's been really ideal to kind of keep these crops moving along this year. So we're excited about that. Market has been uh, firm for both those commodities. So yeah. that's, that's a great thing for farmers too. So I think one of the things that, um, that are being brought to light in the soybean world, particularly in the export side, is uh, a thing that's called beans of soybeans of another color. And there's some varieties out there that are providing some problems, particularly into the export markets because of the different color of the bean. 
And uh, that's a big issue that I've been dealing with on uh, National Grain and Feed Association, a board that I'm on there. And we're looking at that. So I think that's kind of a topic that farmers need to keep on the uh, front of their brain right now. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. What's an outlook for that going to be with some of our export partners? Is there, do we think that there could be some movement to get them to accept some of the different colored soybeans? Is it going to take, is it going to be a longer process? I mean, what is some of the chatter you're hearing around that on the, on the uh, export front? Now, the industry is really working hard to be out in front of it right now. We're spending time talking with the Federal Grain Inspection Service about ways to mitigate the issue with that. What I think is going to be even more important for the industry to do is substantiate that the quality of the bean overall is fine. The, the proteins, the oils out of it, we need to get some testing done right away to get in front of that so that we can go to our overseas customers and say, Yes, it doesn't look as uh, as beautiful as what you're used to, but the functionality is there, and that's what you're paying for. So that's it's going to be a process. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but I know that the industry is ready to dig in on behalf of the farmers to be in front of it. Well, Jeff, on the export front as well, we see this very high U.S. dollar. We've seen exports are, are a bit sluggish here as we're working into this fall. And I know a lot of that is tied to the high U.S. dollar. What are your thoughts? What are you seeing on your end as a, as a grain company, a merchandiser, when it comes to exports and this strong U.S. dollar, kind of a wet blanket over the markets right now? Well, I, I've been talking about it, particularly in the pulse world for the last two to three months that I see it, it starting to slow down our business, starting to challenge uh, the overseas markets on the cost to the consumer. And in the meantime, it's done nothing but get worse over the last two to three weeks, particularly. So I am concerned that it could slow down exports of US, of US product with as strong as this dollar is. And it's all tied into inflation, uh, both here and abroad. Well, I know as well, you're thinking on the soybean side, we've seen Argentina export a lot of uh, beans to China, particularly with their uh, with their uh, monetary policy they have in place down there. And I think about just, you know, harvest moving forward. We had the rail issues, obviously. It sounds like we've got that resolved. Um, but, uh, you know, looking to move uh, grain to the PNW and, and out to export markets, one has to wonder what China's demand outlook could look like here as we uh, as we move forward and i know as well coming up on friday quarterly grain stocks numbers that'll be an interesting report to watch uh here from usda's perspective to kind of weigh that into the market trade as well yeah we, we definitely have to keep an eye on that mean, meanwhile i mean the domestic crush continues to push really hard so that's a good thing we have strong demand here and i would say that you know the chinese are pretty well bought up for the next couple of months there's not a lot of capacity open to export more at this point in time. So the pipeline is, is full. The pipeline is set for the next couple of months. It was great to have uh, the rail strike uh, averted for now, and, and hopefully it's averted for good. But I, I wouldn't call it a slam dunk yet. It still has to uh, it still has to get ratification from the unions. And what we're hearing is that it generally should happen. But I tell you, in this business, Jesse, it's just not a day that you you aren't working hard to make sure and keep everything working on the right side uh, of the market for sure. So um, I'm not overly concerned, I guess is what I would say about the demand on the soybean side of things. So, 
Well, Jeff, uh, always uh, appreciate your insight. Any other final thoughts, anything else we haven't mentioned here today you want to mention before we run out of time? You know, one of the things, the, the pea and lentil crop in the U.S., probably not as, as good as we had hoped it would be. Overall, final yields were down, uh, kind of down below where we, we saw it coming in at. But at the same time, like I said, the strong U.S. dollar is, is hampering some of our sales overseas. But I look for those markets to stay strong overall. Um, pea crops might be the one that has some probably the most concern as well as chickpeas. Uh, it, it feels to me like the Russians are finding ways to market their chickpeas and that's slowing down the demand side, particularly, I mean, that, that is a market that it's consumed in Turkey, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, UAE, some of the areas that aren't the, the richest in the world. So they're going to take as cheap a product as they can. Well, I know folks can learn more about everything that Columbia Grain does online, columbiagrain.com. And with that, CEO Jeff Van Pevenage, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you again real soon. Appreciate it, Jesse. Have a great day.